You know, 35 years ago, there was a music video that came out that I've kind of talked about over the past several years, about once or twice a year, that is, where I basically mentioned that I feel that the time is now, um, if you will, for it to basically uh, be remade, or at least, you know, the creativity that went into it to be uh, a paid homage to, or at least, you know, shown to be influ influential, if you will, um, you know, in uh, music videos by female artists, you know, even if it's to their own unique songs or it's to their own remake of the song, you know, I always felt that the time is now for that to happen because, you know, with the technology we have, you can do this kind of a music video that was done 35 years ago, you know, almost like that, if you will. And the music video, of course, I'm talking about is Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. Now, before I go any further, as you may have noticed just right there at the beginning, I'm not going on. I'm not going by you know any script. I'm just going shoot style, if you will, just off the top of my head. You know, just you know, El Natural, if you will. But yeah, Sledgehammer, you know, to me, you know, growing up in the '80s and the '90s, and you know, even today, it's like, you know, I, when you look back at this video, when you watch this video, and you can watch it on YouTube, there's, you can watch it on YouTube, you can watch it through Apple, you can watch it anywhere, just about, um, but this music video, basically, when it first came out, you know, was looked at as being so creative and imaginary, or imaginative, I should say, so creative and imaginative, that, it really, it really took a lot of people by surprise. It didn't just take musical fans as well by surprise. Fans of song and music and creativity. But it took the whole music industry by surprise. And, I'm and what I'm talking about by surprise, I'm talking about the fact that in the following year's MTV Music Awards, that following year, it won a record. I still think it holds the record of seven, seven or more MTV Music Video Awards. Seven of them. That is the most any music video has ever won. I mean, more so than the King of Pop himself, Michael Jackson. But why was this so... Why is this looked at as being... Oh, why is Sledgehammer, I should say, looked at as being so imaginative and creative? Why is it so revered now, just as it was back then. And again, I think it has to do with the creativity. You see, back in the 80s, there wasn't that many uh, unique, you know, standout, you know, grab your attention like music videos, with the exception of the king of pop himself, Michael Jackson. Because it seemed that every time he did a music video, it grabbed your attention. It got you watching. It got you intrigued. You know, to the point that you'd want to watch it again and again and again to make sure you didn't miss anything. And no one thought, you know, for that time, that anybody could top it. Nobody thought that. I mean, here's the thing. You know, when Peter Gabriel broke out on his own from Genesis, because he used to be part of Genesis, he used to be a lead singer in Genesis along with Phil Collins, and then he broke out on his own to do his own thing, when he did Shock the Monkey, yeah, it was, you know, you know, eye-catching. It was kind of innovative and intriguing.
but it wasn't at that level to where people would revere it and look back on it with fondness and say, I love that creativity. It stands out, you know, on its own. It's its own deal. It didn't, you know, it wasn't at that part, if you will. So when Peter Gabriel released the album So, you know, kind of a nice little lead in there, huh? But when he released the album So, you know, he had several songs lined up. One of them he was hoping would be that breakout song that would have a music video to accompany it that would, I guess, you know, get him noticed. Really put him on the map as somebody that, whether or not his songs would be top-tier songs or not, the music videos that would accompany them would be talked about for quite some time. That the creativity, the imagination that comes from within, you know, him, Peter himself, you know, would be talked about by others, you know, for a long time. So when he released Sledgehammer as a song, obviously he knew he needed to have a music video that was going to do exactly all that. It was going to be something that would get people talking. So what did he do? Well, living in the UK, he obviously knew about Nick Park. He obviously knew about Adoram, uh, Ottoman, uh, you know, animation, the people behind Wallace and Gump. Garment, if you, you know, if you will. He knew about them. And he basically went to them and collaborated with them to, you know, put together a music video that would really, you know, represent what the Sledgehammer, the song Sledgehammer was about. You know, really play into some of the lyrics, you know, that, well, part of that song. And what we got in 1986, as a result, is something that is still looked at, as I mentioned, you know, still looked at and revered, you know, even to this day. I mean, I'll be honest with you. When this music video came out, had YouTube been around back in the mid-80s, around 1986, when this music video came out, there is no doubt that within its first day, if not its first couple of hours, had YouTube and social media been out then, that within its first couple of hours, no doubt about it, this would have gotten over a million views. This would have broke YouTube records, or would have set numerous YouTube records for most viewed and most liked. All because of its innovation. All because of its creativity, you know, and imaginativeness that went with it. It would get so many views that basically it would have set a record, or at least one of the numerous records that would be part of YouTube's history, had things like YouTube and social media been around back at that time frame. Because of the way it was so eye-catching and inspiring, if you will. Because no one, you know, at that time had seen anything like it. You know, with the exception, like I said, of the King of Pop, Michael Jackson. Because as I said, with MJ, you kept having back-to-back music videos that were creative, that were unique, that were like, you know, you know, pieces of artistic cinema, if you will, or short film cinema done in music video form. Thriller, again, is a great example of that. But when this happened, this not only basically topped Thriller, in a sense, and topped the likes of Beat It and, and, and Billy Jean as far as music video creativity goes, but it basically became one of the more played music videos in MTV's video history. 
which again, when you compare it to YouTube, like I said, had YouTube been around at that time frame along with social media, you know, you know, Sledgehammer being the most played music video in MTV's history would have accumulated, when you think about it, to being over a hundred million views, probably within the span of 24 to 48 hours. A million views within the span of his first few hours in existence, and probably more so than that, you know, within the span of 24 to 48 hours. And that's saying something. You know, that's saying something, especially when you would consider that MTV still touts it to this day as one of its most played music videos ever. And why? Because of the uniqueness about it. Because of the creativity about it. Because of the fact that even Peter Gabriel himself has said, good luck to anybody that tries to recreate this. You know, not knowing back then, you know, that we would have the technology we have now that would allow people, as I mentioned, to recreate this music video or something like it with their own song or a remake of the song, just like that. You know, he said that without even knowing, you know, how far in technology we would advance. But the point being, the point being basically, you know, this video, the reason it was played so many times on MTV, requested so many times on MTV, was because, like I said, of its creativity, of its uniqueness. And I know I'm using those words a lot, and I do apologize. But like I said, I'm doing this without a script. I'm doing this shoot style, if you will, off the top of my head. But the point is, this was so, you know, so, you know, imaginative and so standout, if you will, that people had to watch it again and again just to see what they could have missed. Because there's a lot going on in this video that, you know, you just watch it and you're like, okay, did I miss something? I got to see it again. You know, I got to see it again. Excuse me there. I got to see it again. You know, just to make sure you didn't miss anything. And, you know, every time people bring up this music video, you know, whether it's part of a documentary or whatever the case may be, you know, people always bring up certain iconic scenes. That's how memorable it is to a lot of people, even musical artists themselves, you know, of today, of the past decade, past 20 years, you know, even the past 40 years, 35 years, if you will, since this video came out, every other established artist, even back in that time frame, you know, look back at, you know, this video, and there's a lot of iconic things that, st you know, stand out to them. You know, things like, you know, Peter Gabriel, you know, having his face turned into a fruit face by f fruit surrounding it, and all of a sudden, the result is he becomes a fruit face that goes to, that, you know, goes to pieces and comes back together. And then if that's not enough, they remember the claymation part. They remember the chickens. They remember the ending where he basically becomes a star man that becomes, that walks into a starry night sky and merges with it. You know, after he's waving and all of a sudden then he stops and basically becomes one with it. You know, they remember all these iconic scenes. And when you ask them, you know, what do you remember about Michael Jackson's Beat It or Thriller or... or you know, Smooth Criminal or Billy Jean, if you will. Yeah, they'll bring up a couple of things they might remember here and there. But if you were to compare 
you know, remembering, you know, certain moments from, let's say, Thriller to Sledgehammer, people would say they remember more about Sledgehammer than they do Billie Jean. And that's saying something. You know, that is saying something. Because when you really think about, you know, how this music video, you know, represents itself and how it plays into the song's lyrics, you know, one of the first lyrics you hear Peter say, say in the video, one of the first lyrics he says is, you know, all you have to do is call me, I'll be anything you need. The moment you hear him say, I'll be anything you need, and the way the music video is going, you wouldn't think at first that means he's going to visually show you that, hey, I'll become this, I'll become that, because he does. You know, when he says, open up your fruitcake, fruit or whatever your thing is, you wouldn't expect a bunch of fruit to surround him and all of a sudden become a fruit face. You wouldn't expect that. But it happens because he's basically saying, you know, I'll be that fruit. I'll become that fruit, if you will. Then when he does the claymation part, you know, and he becomes part of the wall, it's like he says, I'll be your wall. Or when he has a yin-yang sign become his new face temporarily, he's like, I'll be your yin-yang. Or I'll be, and then it becomes fish. And then it's basically like, I'll be the fish that swim in the ocean that comes out of his body, basically. And then there's a little boat. Basically, all these little knickknacks in the claymation are his way of basically playing into that song of, I'll be anything you need. Because visually, through that claymation by Nick Park and Audrin Animation, he's basically saying, I'll be, any, I'll be all this. That everything you're visually seeing is what I'll become. Because when he says I'll be anything you need, the visualness you see out of the claymation with the fruit and then in, in the in the ending with the star sky deal, that's his way of basically saying I'll be all this. And it was and because of these moments, because of these moments, it is what makes this music video stand out even to this day. It is what makes this music video the only one so far so far that Peter will put more effort into remastering and re-editing, re-releasing, you know, than any of his other songs. Because he tried to basically find the same success with Big Time. He tried to find the same success with uh, Steam. He tried to find the same success with Digging in the Dirt. And they were all creatively intriguing themselves, but nothing matched up to this. Because of the fact that nothing had been seen at that time, you know, when it came out in 1986. Nothing really had been seen like this at its time. I mean, others have tried to copy it back then even, you know, as far as back then, I should say, many have tried to do the same thing, but none, with all due respect, have came close to it. And that's what boggled my mind, and that's what boggles my mind, that nowadays we have the technology, you know, there should be artists that do that. And there have been artists that have tried. You know, some artists that are independent and everything have tried. Some have done their own songs, but they've used the music video accompanying their songs to kind of pay homage to Sledgehammer. Some have even tried to remake it, but not in the same but not in the same veins as the original. Which is why, again, you go back to what Peter said when this came out. He said, good luck to anybody who tries to replicate it, you know, its style, because it is a unique venture. 
And again, this is why when I come out and I say the time is now for female artists to come forward and maybe do something like this with their own song, with their take on the song, you know, it's because we have the technology to make it go like that. And there have been female artists that, in their own way, have tried to do something very similar and have come close. Uh, Kareen Gears, or Kareen Gins, who does uh, In Your Arms and has, you know, made headlines by making the by doing a record setting, by setting a record of the most jelly beans or whatever used in a music video stop motion wise, yeah, she's come the closest, I'll give her that. Elizabeth Cook, in a sense, I think paid homage to it with a certain moment in her Stupid Things song. But the point is, there has not been like a, there has not been a direct, a, a direct real recreation of this you know, with any female artist yet. And I'm talking iconic scenes playing into it. And that's why every year I come out and I say those things. I say the time is now because I feel it is. You know, I feel it is. You got a lot of up-and-coming, established, and independent female artists out there that could definitely benefit from doing something like this. And I think they wouldn't have a problem with it. But what makes this music video, Sledgehammer, so revered and so beloved, even to this day, and why Peter put so much effort into, you know, re, you know remastering it, re-releasing it, re-editing it, even going as fa far as trying to crowdsource people into, you know, contributing their own, you know, takes on their favorite scenes from the music video to be part of some, you know, 25th anniversary a, you know, reimagining of it, which I have yet to see or anybody else has yet to see. You know, that's saying something. I mean, recently, about a year or two ago, you know, he did a 4K. He did a 4K remastering. Excuse me there. He did a 4K remastering of it. Which now, if you have a 4K television, you can watch... And you could see it better than ever. And you could see all the knickknacks, all the little bits and pieces you weren't able to see uh, beforehand, even when he upgraded to 1080p before that. So, being able to, you know, being able to basically put a lot of effort into one song shows you how much he feels about this song, how much he believes. And owes a lot to this song and the and the music video, you know itself. The will, the fact that he's willing to put so much effort into remastering it for today's standards. And again, like I was saying, what makes this so revered and so beloved is when you hear about, if not watch the behind the scenes documentaries, which you can find on his play DVD, which is a compilation or which compiles all of his music videos, if you will. And also has behind the scenes footage. When you hear what he has to say. You know along with those that help bring this video to life. It really blows your mind. I mean the fact that one of the most. One of the most uh, memorable things he talks about. Is the fact that he had to lay. Is the fact that he had to lay under a glass sheet. For about 15 hours. I don't know if that was 15 hours straight. Or he took a break for lunch and all that. I think he may have took a break for lunch. But for the majority of the, of the day, he had to lay underneath a flat sheet for 15 hours. 15 hours while all this stuff 
that was surrounding his head in the music video had to be moved about due to stop motion, including the fruit, including the fruit that compiled into the fruit face. They had to basically put that all together, you know, to you know make the fruit face to the point that they had to add in extra bits of you know fruit here and there just to cover it so you wouldn't see him move out of the music video, move out of the shot so the face could be made. You know, that by doing that way, by doing it that way, it created the illusion like, you know, you know, as a kid when you're watching it, like I did, all of a sudden he transformed into a fruit face. It was like, what the heck? You know, and again, that, that basically ties into that lyric of him saying, I'll be anything you need. The point, the point is, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm getting at is this. You know, when you look back at this music video, and like I said, you hear about these behind-the-scenes stories of the fact that he had to lay for 15 hours. Now, I don't know if it was straight. I don't think it was. You know, he may have taken a break for lunch and all that. But the fact that he had to lay for 15 hours under a sheet just to, you know, make all, just to allow all this stop-motion stuff to occur, to create the illusion of all this happening... That is, that right there is dedication to wanting to make a music video that you believe with all your heart is going to stand the test of time. That you believe that when it's all said and done and people see it, that it's going to be something they're going to talk about even to this day, 35 years later. And that's what a lot of people are doing. That's why a lot of people in the past year or so, especially during the pandemic year, have taken their time to watch the music video for the first time and react to it, you know, enjoy the song, but react to the video itself, react to the creativity, the uniqueness, the weirdness, if you will, to some of what the music video was like. I mean, even Bennett the Sage of Anime Abandoned, you know, around the time he started that, he was do doing um, videos talking about other stuff. And he was talking, he did like a top 10 list of most F to up or WTF music videos. And at the top of, or near the top of his list was Sledgehammer. And he went basically in his original video, he talked about the fact that, ah, here it is. You know, because he's looking up, like he's pretending to look up a dictionary and he finds the music video of Sledgehammer in the dictionary and he says, ah, here it is under effing nuts. You know, and, and that right there shows you, you know, shows you the long-lasting power, you know, of this video. The fact that basically someone like him, someone like him can come out and say, yeah, this was a very uh, WTF video. Good, good song. But the video was like, you know, what the heck did I just watch? That's the long-lasting power of it. I mean, even Pat Contra, Pat the NES Punk, loves it. You know, John Campia loves it. You know, basically stating that nothing compares to it. Nothing stands the test of time to it. It really is one of those videos that, you know, five years from now, when it reaches its 40th anniversary, you know, people are still going to talk about it. People are still going to talk about it. When it reaches its 50th, its 60th, its 75th, its 100th, people are still going to talk about it because what makes people talk about it, even as far as, let's say, 75, you know, even as far as, let's say, 40 years from now, when it reaches its 75th anniversary, what makes people talk about it is when people 
tell others of when it came out. And that's what really surprises people. Because they wouldn't expect something like this to come out around that time frame, you know, and be as influential and creative and remembered as it is. But that's what Sledgehammer is in the long run. It's one of those kind of music videos. And I'll remember as a kid watching it and just being in awe. And I think a lot of us that grew up in the 80s, in the 90s, watched it for the first time as, kid, as a kid and were in awe by it. Because even though we knew what it meant, some of the lyrics in the song itself, what, what it, you know, what it meant, you know, now looking back on it, and, you know, as grown-ups, basically as a kid we didn't know that. All we, all we were was enthralled by the creativity, by the wackiness that we saw in it. But in the end, nothing. Not, but in the end, you know, nothing could ever top what Sledgehammer did 35 years ago. Nothing can ever top it, and this is why it went on to become one of the most watched videos in MTV history. This is why it won a record-setting, even to this day, I think, seven MTV Music Video Awards. This is why that, as a you know, this is why when you think about it, had YouTube been around, you know, back then, along with social media, as I believe I mentioned at the beginning, if not, I'm mentioning it for the first time now. Had YouTube and social media been around for that time, this would have gotten over a hundred, this would have gotten over a million views in just its first few hours. And probably would have gotten over a hundred to maybe 200 million views in its first 24 to 48 hours had, you know, YouTube and social media been around back then, 35 years ago. Because that million views, that, you know, in just a few hours, that, to 100 to 200 million views in 24 to 48 hours is the accumulation when you compare it to basically it being one of the most watched videos in MTV history. So it so again in closing it shows you the influence the impact that this had. It really does. I mean even a year or two after Michael Jackson tried to replicate it with Leave Me Alone and and Speed Demon and all that, just to the claymations and, and all that. Not to himself, but the environment he'd be around, the stop motion and stuff. He would even work with, I think, you know, the same people. That's how inferential this became. And this, again, is why I come out every year, once or twice, three times a year, and I say, the time is now. The time is now for female artists to step forward and use their own song to do a video similar to this by recreate even if it's just recreating the iconic scenes of the fruit or the or the claymation or whatever I, but to me the time is now and I believe any female artist that would watch this would agree because there are some out there that look at what he did back then and use it as inspiration you know, for what they do. But to, and again, this is why I say that. This is why I bring this up all the time. But in the end, as someone that grew up on it, this is one, this definitely stands the test of time and will continue to stand the test of time as the years go by. I mean, the fact that, like I said, he put effort into remastering it to 1080p and then a few years later into 4K and then probably 
years after that, sooner than we think 8K, shows you how much he owes to this song and mostly this music video. But that's just my take on it. That's just my, you know, feelings about it overall. My, my personal opinion on it. My review of it, if you will. But what do you guys think? For those of you that did grow up in the 80s and the 90s, if not the early 2000s, and you saw this on television for the first time before social media, like YouTube and all that, how did you feel about it? What stood out in your mind? What stood out in your mind about this video? How do you believe it influenced maybe your creativity? Let me know down below in the comments and in the live chat. I would love to hear from each and every one of you on this. But again, let me know. Because to me, this is something that really stands the test of time. And I think if anybody was to recreate it, mostly the iconic scenes of the fruit face, the claymation, and the ending, if you will. You know, to me, if anybody was to do recreate it, I believe they would do it justice, even if it was to their own song. But what do you guys think? Let me know what your comments are down below and in the live chat during the premiere. Thank you all for watching. You know, check me out on BW Rosa's discussions, which you'll probably hear an audio version of this, you know, as well in podcast form. But let me know what your thoughts are down below. Love to hear from each and every one of you. Again, check me out at BW Rosa's discussion and all your favorite podcast uh, affiliates, except for Pandora, still working on that. As well as check me out at patreon.com slash BW Rosa's, where you could get exclusive content with the $3 tier as well as shout-out recognitions like Mandu, as well as you can also get a $1 tier that would also get you a shout-out recognition only. As well as, the as well as for a limited time, you can get the $3 tier exclusive content at DeviantArt.com, you know, under the BVW1979 account. The only exception is you have to have a DeviantArt account, and you have to have it set to mature settings. But with that said, though, guys, thank you all for watching. Really appreciate your support. But again, give me your thoughts in the comments in the live chat during the premiere. And I will talk to you all later. Stay safe. God bless. And to Peter Gabriel, if you do watch this, Peter, thank you for the memories of this when it comes to this music video. Really appreciate it. And I am out. God bless. Get vaccinated, guys. Peace.